two F's that are effing great. Football and food. This is Pigskin and Burnt Ends with Patrick Netherton, part of the College Gridiron Coast to Coast Podcast Network. Hey everyone, we welcome you into our brand new podcast, Pigskin and Burnt Ends with Patrick Netherton. Uh, amazingly enough, I am Patrick Netherton. That makes the most sense then to have it titled that way. Uh, look, this is a new podcast we're doing. Uh, we are very excited about it. We're, we're definitely looking forward to bringing you uh, an interesting amalgam of things from uh, football to obviously in the college ranks. And then uh, we want to talk food and barbecue. My background is I'm a, a Kansas City Barbecue Society certified judge. I, I love barbecue. I live in Louisiana, so right next door to Texas, where I think the best barbecue can be found. We can debate that later. And so we'll talk about barbecue travels. We'll talk about food. We'll talk about college football, the things that I think really make this world great. Uh, in Louisiana, so most of my stuff will be much more of the Louisiana LSU-type flavor. But uh, I also have an extensive guest list from my time on the Tim Brando Show. We will talk to Timmy B. at some point on this podcast. But with my background there with Timmy on his national show, I do have a lot of national guests. So you'll hear a lot of folks from all around the country, a lot of broadcasters, CBS, ESPN, Fox, the like. You'll hear from a lot of those guys as we break down college football for you week in and week out. And you never know. We might sneak in a, an award-winning uh, pit master here and there. Maybe we'll slip in somebody that can, uh, can tell you a little bit more about some of the other gourmets that are out there. We're going to have a good time with this. But this is kind of our week zero podcast. Uh, we, I'm literally in a hotel room in Missoula, Montana, because my other job is the voice of the Northwestern State Demons and Northwestern State, a member of the FCS Southland Conference. Our opener is actually at Montana. So I just got off the plane a few minutes ago. We're sitting in a hotel room in Missoula, Montana, getting ready for Northwestern State at Montana, which will be coming this Saturday for week one of the college football season. But I wanted to give you a little preview, drop a little week zero podcast, if you will, and give you a little preview of what you might be able to expect from LSU and Florida State, which is obviously the game that's standing alone on Sunday evening. And so I thought to do that because I, I consider my show a more interview-driven show. You're going to hear great guests. You're going to get that guest list that I promise you. I figured why not start with the voice of the LSU Tigers himself, Chris Blair. Uh, I also host a, my own radio show, uh, Patrick Netherton Show. I know, again, a very clever name. But on my radio show, we had Chris Blair. So as you listen to this interview with, with Blair, you may hear my producer from the, the show, Rogers Hampton, who some of you may remember from the old Tim Brando show. He was Timmy B's producer for years and years and years. Uh, he is our producer on, on the Patrick Netherton show. So you'll hear him chime in a little bit. And we had a good time with Blair uh, talking about not only it's his, it was his birthday when we chatted with him a couple of days ago, got into some of that. We get into the quarterback battle at LSU. Will it be Jaden Daniels? Um, will it be Garrett Nussmeyer? Who's going to start? We talk a little bit about the offense, a little bit about the defense. We uh, get into Florida State just a little bit and what he has seen and kind of Chris's expectations on uh, what this season will bring. So it should be a lot of fun. I hope you'll enjoy the interview. Again, our, uh, we'll have all the bells and whistles starting next week, next Friday, 
when the podcast drops, we'll have all the bells and whistles. We'll have music. I'll have a better microphone. I'll be in my home studio. We'll be able to do all of that, and we'll have a guest, and we might even do some video uh, as well. We're going to kind of experiment with that. But this week should be a lot of fun, and uh, so we're going to kick it off week zero of the uh, the burnt, uh, Pigskin and Burn Ends podcast with Patrick Netherton, and we're going to listen to the voice of the LSU Tigers, Chris Blair. Pleased to be joined by the voice of the LSU Tigers and a man I'm happy to call a friend, Chris Blair, getting ready for this uh, season of LSU Tiger football. Some new things to talk about. We'll get into that in a moment. But uh, were you, were you, a happy birthday? Is that what we're dealing with, Blair? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, the timing couldn't be better. You know, we're all a little busy this week trying to get ready for the first game. Sure. They called me down from the studio because there was something very important we had to discuss. <laughs> and, then, and, of course, uh, uh, hilarity ensues. So, yeah, sorry. The party had ended, though. I just okay. was trying to get out of the room. So, yeah, no I, we're all good. I understand. I understand. But, uh, yeah, happy birthday, sir. Thank you, uh, thank you. Yeah, you. Uh, the good news is you and I are very close in age, but I look so much younger than you. It's oh, not even. God. It's not even funny. You know. It's, There's no question about it. There's no question about it. <laughs> hey, Although I think that I think the secret is the facial hair. So I, I think yeah. maybe I need to work on that. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. Uh, a lot of guys who who either you know either and look, I'm I'm you know my hairline's moving backwards. Uh, you know, so guys either shave their head or uh, have the hairline going back. A lot of times they they like to go with the beard to try to you know to kind of offset it so maybe it's a yeah, look absolutely. you should try look look i can't grow it up here but i can grow it down here. right what like i'm still a virile man everyone look at me um, hey, i'm good with the i'm good with that I'm, I'm the only thing i'm against and i will say it publicly okay i stand firmly on this no skullet like i've yeah. seen a lot of those yeah where you the hairline's literally just above the napier right neck, and then you comb it back over yes that's a, that's a no-no. The, Just go ahead and get the blades out and shave. Yeah. Well, that's what, uh, you know, Gene Cady fell into, you know, kind of had ill health, and, and he finally let go of the comb-over. And I was like, you look fine, coach. Like, it, it, you don't look bad. It's okay. Like just, just you know, don't hang on to the wisps that are hanging up there. Just, just get rid of them. Move along. You real know. Funny, real funny story. When I was growing up in Kentucky, we had a family friend. We would have a summer Fourth of July barbecue. He was uh, probably at the time in his uh, late to mid fifties, uh, late mid forties, and he would get into the swimming pool, oh. and you couldn't get within six feet of him because literally the part he grew his hair long. So yep. if he went out, he would have long hair. You know the typical, you know, uh, you know, party in the back. Sure. But he would comb it from the back over, so oh. it looked like he actually had, you know, he he had hair on top. But yeah. There was so much hair product there that any water, and it would have been a, uh, it would have been a hair disaster. Yeah, that's that's not good. Apparently, uh, uh, yesterday, Chris uh, Kim Mulkey came up to speak at the the Indie Bowl kickoff dinner, which you've been a part of before. And uh, and she, I was told her that it was raining up here, and she said, "Well, you know, sugar melts, so I got to be careful when I'm out there." So, I guess oh, this... she was talking about you. No, no, she no. She was her. talking about herself. Oh okay. no, no. It's uh, I, look, it was it was great though. We had a great time. It's always always good to see Coach up here. All right, so obviously a little transition period here, going from uh, Ed Ogeron now to Brian Kelly. Uh, just kind of give us an idea. Obviously, it's it's always tough. And and by the way, I told Mulkey she's the she's the veteran of the Big Four now. Uh, mm-hmm. She's the she's the oldest tenured, longest tenured coach, and that's what two years of of all the Big Four that are there. 
Uh, you obviously have been there for a bit. What is that like and what's that been like for you, not only turning over one coaching staff, but turning over so many different coaching staffs? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's part of the job. Um, you know, I, I was thinking the other day about all the new coaches that, that, that we work with, and it's not just, you know, the big four. It's, it's, uh, you know, there's been a lot of turnover, a lot of change here at LSU, and, you know, I don't know that that's any different from, you know, you could probably pick out any major Power 5 school. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be a handful that have maybe one sport that has a long-term tenured coach. Um, it's just kind of the nature of the business you're in, and, you know, I think coaches put it best. It's high risk uh, with high reward um, as far as, you know, job uh, safety is concerned. But, you know, as far as the transition goes, you know, these everybody that I work with, from Brian Kelly to his staff, to his support staff, to, to Coach McMahon, who happens to have an office next door to me, I see him every day, saw him this morning. These guys uh, and their staffs are, are really, really impressive. I mean, there's a reason these people are able to get to the levels they're at. Yeah. Uh, you know, Kim Mulkey, a Hall of Famer, and Kim Mulkey, a, a basketball superstar that's done it all. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not happenstance. It's not luck. It's uh, because they have a process. They've, they've taken things from their mentors. Uh, they've learned, and they've applied it to their craft. And, you know, that's, that's really the way it is. So it's an exciting time to be at LSU because – you know, you can just you kind of can feel the excitement in each sport. Talk to each coaching staff. We had the kickoff banquet at Tiger Stadium about a month ago, mm-hmm. and had a chance to visit with golf and visit with tennis and, and all of the sports. There's there's this kind of unified synergy that everything here at LSU is headed in the right direction. So as somebody who just gets to ride along uh, on the coattails. Uh, Color me excited. You know, y'all, y'all changed. Obviously, we we run the coaches show here on eleven thirty, the Tiger, and y'all changed the format. Uh, by the way, that'll be tomorrow uh, for the coaches show. Y'all changed the format a little bit. No call ins. No, you know, people on site asking questions. Which, as a as a host of a coaches show, I am one hundred percent for. Uh, but as the listener of a coach's show, I'm 100% against just because I want someone to sing a song to Brian Kelly, Chris. Like, that's just all it is. <laughs> I need somebody to get up there and give Ke- and give Coach Kelly something in some absolute Cajun uh, dialect that he's never heard in his entire life. And he you know, has to ask him to repeat the question twice. That's just what I want. Uh, but give me some idea of what that's been like as you transition to – uh, a coach that's a little, it's different in his approach and how he wants to do those things. You know, I, I've seen a lot of things inside TJ Ribs in seven years. Um, you know, I think one of the first shows of 17, we went to commercial break, and of course they have a, 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 a fire pit in TJ Ribs. Mm-hmm. And when we went to break, our commercials were cut out, and suddenly house music came on. Uh, like a Louisiana Saturday night, and the wait staff picked up the spit and like paraded it through the restaurant, um, <laughs> pig and all, yeah. apple and all. And uh, so, you know, I've seen that. I've seen fans bring, you know, some unique gifts from crawfish pot to uh, a pretty impressive shrimp boat that was a model that was probably, oh, I don't know, eight feet long and maybe a foot and a half wide, mm-hmm. and very detailed. Um, so yeah, it was it was it was a different type atmosphere, almost more pep rally than than let's say football show, right? Um, which again, I, I'm good with either way. I'm I, I'm not. It's not my show. Yeah, um, I'm there to just get us on on time and get us out on time. That's yeah. basically the way I look at that. Um, and with Coach Kelly, and one of, again, one of the things I loved about it was 
meeting with him and his staff early on in the spring, it was, hey, what is it that we do? And why do we do it that way? And have we ever thought about maybe doing this? Have we thought about adding this? So, again, it wasn't as if they came in and said, look, this is how it's going to be. It was just, hey, can we just take a an open look, fresh look at everything that we do that's mm-hmm. associated with the program that promotes LSU football to the fans, to potential student athletes, to anybody who happens to stumble across uh, a Thursday night radio show and and see where we can add some things. And, you know, coming up starting uh, next week, you know, Coach Kelly's going to be interviewing former players. It serves two purposes. It gives him an opportunity to get to know some of the great players who laid the foundation, helped lay the foundation, right. what he's in charge of now. Uh, and it also kind of updates us on what those guys are doing. So, you know, there, there, we, we, it was a conglomerated group of people who basically said, how can we maybe change this, not for the sake of changing it, but maybe to try something new? So I, I guess, Patrick, at the end of the day, inside TJ Ribs, it's going to be a little more subdued, mm-hmm. a little more X's and O's. But i got to believe for somebody who's listening and their true intent is to hear from the LSU football coach about their favorite team and who they're playing that weekend, I think the content of what you hear is 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 probably a good thing. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll see how the atmosphere grows. Uh, but to think that Coach Kelly doesn't have a sense of humor would be a misnomer because he certainly does. Yeah. And I think as he and I become more comfortable, um, you know, again, I, I think that'll – start to come out a little bit but i enjoyed last week he's very open he answers every question um he's thoughtful when he answers them and uh, hey look i only had to take like 24 questions and i think i only got through about 17 and we filled 48 minutes of content there you go that's what it's all about like i said from a hosting perspective it's absolutely the right way to do it just from a listener's perspective i just want the chaos just personally that's that's what i'm here for hey um <laughs> All right, number one, uh, because you're not at, you're not Craig Way at Texas. Do you have a depth chart? Uh, yeah, I do. Okay, yeah, yeah. That that uh, Steve Sarkeesian is famously not giving depth charts this year, which is uh, don't even get me started on that. I hope I hope Craig Way has one. I haven't asked him, but I hope he has one. Uh, but the the most pertinent question is: Do you know who the starting quarterback is? No, I do not. Okay, and, so you're going to be uh, surprised like the rest of us when when they walk out on the field. Like we say in this business, stay tuned. We'll all find out. <laughs> uh, I imagine we kick off at 644 Central, depending on who wins the, the toss. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably around 646, 647, we may know, maybe a little later than that. But, you know, it, it's true. And and, it, and and he said this on a number of occasions when asked about the quarterback position. This week, he of course, he made it more of a tactical reason, which, um, you know, I think wasn't something – I didn't get the sense, Patrick, it was something that they said all along. Right. I think, I think it started to, you know, I think they got in a room and started thinking, okay, wait a minute. They played a game. They've got all the kinks out as far as getting people on and off the field, personnel groupings, the, the little things that maybe week one you don't get everything taped down. They've got that, plus they've been able to get out there and, and actually play a game yeah. with another team. Um, now, we have an advantage that we've seen their guys on film. And Florida State's like everybody else in the country. they got a number of guys who weren't in Tallahassee last year, whether that be freshmen or obviously the transfer portal. So you've got that film now. Um, there's a lot of question marks that Coach Norvell and Florida State have about LSU. you got to go find out what Denbrock likes to do as the OC. you got to go back to different schools and see his tendencies. 
when it comes to some of the skilled players, uh, again, 69 players from a year ago are not on this team yeah. for LSU. So now you got to go look at what they did at McNeese, what they did at this. So another complication, I believe, for the Seminoles, although they will prepare for both, is why come out and tell everybody who your quarterback's going to be? And secondly, Patrick, being at practice and taking in the scrimmages, mm-hmm. when he talks about how close that battle has been and about the division of reps and about the days that were great for this guy or not so great for this guy, it really has been, again, to the layman, myself, pretty even. So I imagine when Coach tells you, hey, it's been a close race, and over the weekend, this past weekend, they kind of made a decision. Uh, I, I think really – it's nice to know it's the big story grabber. It'll get a lot of clicks sure. uh, in this day and age. But at the end of the day, I don't know that it really matters. All right, so uh, uh, talking to Chris Blair, voice of the LSU Tigers, give us uh, – we'll kind of just uh, – you don't need to, to, bear, to bore, you know, bear down or, or bore into it too deeply but because uh, I know everyone that's listening to this is an L- typically is an LSU fan. Uh, kind of give us what you're excited about offensively and defensively to see with this team. Well, I think it's the receivers. Uh, and that shouldn't come, obviously, to surprise anybody just because you think the guys from 2019, I'm not comparing this to them. Uh, that's a high bar. But what I mean by that is is think of where the drop-off was if Terrace Marshall, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Fad Moss at tight end, when those guys weren't on the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were on the field most of every snap, most of every game. The thing about this receiving core is you've got a couple of those potential NFL superstars in the future. Starts with Keishon Booty, of course, but but how deep they go. And, you know, Coach Kelly's talked about that it's it's a good challenge. He smiles when he says it, but it's a good challenge to try to figure out, you know, how do you get all of these guys the, the due reps because they all can make plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan Thomas can make plays. Chris Hilton can make plays. We all know Malik Neighbors can make plays. Jare Jenkins was incredible and instrumental um, towards the back end of last season, certainly in the Texas A&M game. And then, oh, yeah, you got Keishon Booty, and, oh, yeah, you got superstar Jack Bash. So you see how deep that receiving group is. Um, I think that's the one to watch. And, again, Coach Dembrock and Coach Kelly at times have gone with two tight end sets. Um, they typically go with a single back, but I wouldn't rule out twin backs at times. So, again, where are you going to put all these receivers? And, oh, by the way, you got a pretty good freshman tight end in Mason Taylor who looks like he should be on an NFL roster right now mm-hmm. when he comes out to practice. So uh, I, I just I think it's going to be fascinating about how many playmakers they have and the de- defenses for the opposing team trying to figure out, okay, we know how difficult it was to pick our poison in 2019 against that trio of receivers. How are we going to pick our poison with this group if we give the quarterback time to make plays? Yeah. Of course, that is the big, big question. Sure. We'll, we'll have to see how it plays out. But I think the receiving core, and then real quickly, I think the offensive line, the experiment that, that Coach Kelly and his staff have done in the offseason as recently as a week ago on finding the right guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've got – it was put best earlier in the summer by one of the media members that this group of offensive linemen for LSU, the difference in the last couple of years is we don't know yet where their ceiling is, but we do know where the floor is. Mm-hmm. And you've got people that you can use. You know, you got six, seven, eight guys that you could you know, try in those positions. And the fact that they've been experimenting 
and you know moving this guy to tackle this guy guard uh, Dellinger I can uh, you know kind of was as as Coach Kelly said the linchpin and nailing down the center job but you know I think both quarterbacks to go back to that are good they both can make plays they both can win for LSU and if the offensive line gives them time to make those plays I think your receiving core you got to be thrilled if you're a QB that that's who your targets are because there's going to be a lot of them. On the opposite side of the ball, obviously the defensive front gets a lot of the uh, you know, Mason Smith and crew get get a lot of the press. But I'm most fascinated by the DBs. You know, you go to the transfer portal hard. You get SEC guys that come in uh, at at some of those defensive back positions. What are you looking at defensively? You know, it's one of those that it has evolved, Patrick, over the last month. I think everybody agreed, say in July, coming off of last year's team that, boy, you lose the two corners, uh, one player to the transfer portal, one to, uh, you know, the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. You've got to replace your outside guys. Um, safety was kind of by committee last year, some due to injury, some to, to guys just not being able to, to perform at the level needed. Um, and then suddenly over the last two to three weeks, when you talk or hear Coach Kelly talk to the media, he's talking about how Sage Ryan has been phenomenal. Uh, who's kind of a nickel. Uh, we'll play some nickel. Uh, Major Burns has, has been not only a leader, but has improved his play at safety. Um, you know, you, you're starting to hear about him smiling and being more confident about the guys they got outside. Um, you know, and again, some of that, as you said, with Jarek Bernard Converse uh, transferring in for Oklahoma State, suddenly there's a lot of talk about what Converse can do you know, at cornerback for this team. So suddenly something that many thought might be the biggest weakness of this team may not be the total strength of the defense, but when you compare that and and add that to a very, I think, talented and deep defensive front, suddenly all of a sudden they can the play of the front can aid the back end of the defense. And if you're comfortable with what your safeties and corners have done during preseason camp, then, then all of a sudden I think maybe it's not as big a weakness as we thought it would be. And, of course, we'll find out when live fire begins. Yeah, absolutely. By the way, you uh, you mentioned two backs in the backfield. I think Jacob Hester, just uh, a wave of euphoria crashed over him when you mentioned that. So uh, somewhere in Baton Rouge, I think the bat signal went up for, for a potential fullback maybe being in the backfield. He's <laughs> He's excited. I know that. Hey, um, you know, as you move into the into the season, obviously this is going to be a very fascinating year uh, for LSU. Do you go in with expectations, or do you just go in saying we're going to see what happens? I I don't know if this is a four win, a twelve win team. Uh, I'm just going to go in and see what happens, or, or do you do you go in with some thoughts that hey, I think this may be seven, eight, nine wins, whatever the case may be. I think a lot of Tiger fans listening right now might agree with me that after 2019, a lot of us, myself included, thought, oh, we figured this out. Now we know what a championship caliber team looks like. We can gauge everything from this moment on. We can, you know, again, prognosticate what this season will be like. Um, After that trip to Los Angeles last year, Mm -hmm. you can throw all of that out the window. And I was talking with Jeff Colhane, who – is the voice of the Seminoles, uh, first-year voice yeah, of Florida. Yeah, just State. got there, yeah. Talk, yeah, talking to him earlier today, and uh, he said, you know, what, what do you think about the team? And I said, well, I think the team is talented. 
I think this coaching staff is spectacular. I think their process and the attention to detail is second to none. When I go to the football building, anybody I run into or see down the hall, everybody's moving with a purpose. Not a lot of waste, not a lot of inefficiency. I said, I say all that to tell you that I thought there was no way in the world LSU would lose to UCLA because, again, I was looking through the lens of 2019. Mm -hmm. We are here. We will simply reload. Now, of course, 2020 and COVID kind of threw a wrench into some of that, but that's the way I would answer your question. Yeah. So from now on, no, I have no estimations, expectations. Mm -hmm. Everybody's got good players. Everybody's spending a ton of money. They've got great coaches. They've got facilities. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, coaches say it all the time, and I know it's coach speak, but for me, I take it one game at a time. Uh, I look at Florida State, watch them on film from, from last week. Um, how much could you judge from the Duquesne matchup? I don't know. Yeah. But you can tell when good is good. You can tell when a running back knows how to run with the football, and they got three pretty good. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't put any guesstimates on six wins, seven wins, ten wins. Uh, because, frankly, getting any win is pretty hard these days in Power 5 football. He's Chris Blair, the voice of the LSU Tigers. Be on the lookout for his uh, new line of manly beards that will be uh, coming out soon <laughs> to make all of you that may have uh, have a little challenge on top to feel a little more manly by the stuff you can grow at the bottom of your head. Uh, Chris, obviously, brother, always a pleasure to chat with you. Have a great uh, first game, great season. You know, We'll check back in as the season progresses. You got it, man. It's good to talk to you again. One real quick question. Yes. Last time you went without a beard. Uh, it was actually when I was doing the Tim Brando show. I had a goatee uh, back then. Okay. And then after the Brando show ended, I was like, I'm just going to grow the whole beard. And I have it. That was what, Rogers, 14, yeah. 14, 15, something like that. So probably eight or nine years now with the beard. And I love it. Uh, hey, Rogers, I'm, I'm a fan. Oh, he, yeah. Like, he, get on, get he, on the microphone, Rogers. Yes, sir, Mr. Chris. Rogers, if he were to shave, not a goatee, I mean completely clean shaven, would you look nine years old? Almost, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> you you nailed that right on the head, my friend. He already, would look like a baby. I've already been told I have a small pie hole, Chris, so <laughs> that happened today, as a matter of fact. Rogers told me that. So, yeah, also also this uh, this beard covers up some chin uh, or lack thereof. So, you know, I got a weak chin, so I got to cover it up with something, brother. There you go. Well, you're looking good. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Y'all have a good call, and we'll uh, we'll catch up with you soon, Bob. You got it, guys. All Be right. Good. Chris Blair. That was Chris Blair, the voice of the LSU Tigers, giving us the breakdown not only of LSU Florida State, but also uh, his lack of hair on top and why he might want to grow a beard. Look, that's the kind of interviews you can expect from me uh, here on Pigskin and Burn Ends. I am, I am not a serious, serious guy. I will talk some serious things if necessary, and and we will get into some serious subjects from time to time, but mostly I'm going to have fun, bring you the information, but also we're here to have a little fun as well. Obviously, big game, uh, big games abound on Saturday. We know that. Uh, Notre Dame, Ohio State, obviously, is is kind of the the bell cow game this weekend. Uh, But for those fans that are about LSU, this is an interesting opener for the Tigers on Sunday night. We saw Florida State do what they wanted, manhandled Duquesne. 
uh, ran the ball just what, as they wanted to. They didn't really have to even try to throw it much. They did throw for over 200, but ran for over 400. No real surprise. Duquesne, the Dukes, not a, a terrific team that's going to put up a fight against Florida State. So I don't know that we learned a lot about uh, the Seminoles in Game 1. Obviously, we know nothing really about LSU in Game 1 not even who the starting quarterback will be. Unlike uh, Steve Sarkeesian at Texas, at least Brian Kelly has given us a depth chart of some kind. It just doesn't have, at this point, uh, the starting quarterback on it. It's got the, the, uh, the, the dreaded or on the uh, starting quarterback line. Look, I expect LSU to win this game. I don't know that I expect them to run away with it. There's going to be some growing pains, but it is still a talented roster, even if it's not championship caliber, even if it's not filled with NFL draft picks. It is still a very talented roster, so I would expect that this LSU team will win. I think they'll cover. I think the spread is two and a half, three, three and a half, depending on where you look. I think LSU will cover. I think they'll win by double digits. I don't expect high double digits. I would say 10, 11, 12, something in that area. Uh, but that's my expectations. Moving forward on uh, on our little podcast here, we are going to have a lot of fun. Again, we're going to talk food. We're going to talk barbecue. We're going to talk uh, football. Like I'm in Missoula, Montana right now. And the thing I'm doing right after I record this podcast is figure out where we're going to eat because that's always the number one thing. And it should be, I hope, your number one thing. If you're on a road trip somewhere and you get a chance to go experience a college football town, please find where the locals tell you to eat. Don't go to, to a chain restaurant that you can get anywhere else. No offense, I love a chain as much as anyone. But if you're going to go to a college town, go find a place that is, is just there, that is unique to that location, and enjoy the heck out of your food there, man. It is, uh, the college towns are beautiful. Even the ones that are, that are large college towns, you know, in Austin, plenty of barbecue, a Baton Rouge, plenty of good places to eat. If you get a chance to go and experience college football, make sure you make an entire trip of it and do yourself a favor, get some of those local eats and really have a good time. That's what I consider the most important thing. Uh, secondly, to obviously doing a good broadcast and all of that, but it's always about winning the road trip, not just winning the football game. So that's what you can expect on our podcast, uh, Pigskin and Burnt Ends. We'll talk food and barbecue and college football, and we're really just so pleased to be here with you. Uh, if you, if you want to find us, we're easy to find on Twitter at PT Netherton. Uh, that's, that's the easiest way to find me at Netherton Show, which is my, my sports talk radio show. Love to have you come join us. And uh, again, this is the Week Zero podcast, so not all the bells and whistles, not all the, the, the craziness that you'll see when we get back to the home studio. But we're doing the best we can in Missoula, Montana, so consider this our Week Zero podcast effort. Uh, big thanks to everyone who helps produce this podcast. We really appreciate that. Uh, and our, our dear leader, TJ Reeves, we thank him for his uh, tireless effort as well. Please enjoy week one of college football, everyone. Get yourself some good food. Enjoy the game. Get yourself some good drinks. Let's have a fantastic week one. And we'll see you back here on week two, Pigskin and Burn Ends with Patrick Netherton.